the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. It's Friday night. I'm a bad girl every night of the week, but especially on Fridays as we're going into the weekend, baby. <laughs> Glad to have you guys here with me tonight and every night of the week, 6 to 8 p.m. on The Answer San Diego. Would love for you guys to be a part of the show, and you are already in so many ways. You can call us at 888-344-1170 live throughout the show. You can also email me at andreakshow.com. We're streaming live right now on theanswersandiego.com. We're also streaming on Facebook on the Answer San Diego page, and you can comment there. Speaking of commenting, we've got my good friend Larry Clayman from Freedom Watch, who's going to be here after the first break to weigh in. And he was the founder of Judicial Watch, now the founder of Freedom Watch. He's been involved in a lot of... Legis- uh, a lot of lawsuits and litigation in- involving pushing back against the United States and an overreaching tyrannical government. And he's going to be here to weigh in and give his unique perspective on what's going down with the DHS Disinformation Governance Board. And do y'all know who this new disinformation czar is and what her qualifications are? Well, hold up. What y'all going to think we're joking? You're going to think this must be some kind of Friday night, some Friday fun day skit. Oh, no. This is absolutely real. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. We've also got breaking news on the border. The Biden administration has made plans to spend big bucks on the border and you will not believe who's actually got to pay for that. So those topics and more here on tonight's Andrea K show. So buckle up for safety because it's about to get bumpy. And the man who's going to try to make the ride as smooth as possible is here as always. And it's DJ Potato Skins. The state of Florida and our pension system we have shares of DJ Potato Skins. You know, if he's buying shares of DJ Potato Skins, just another reason why DeSantis is one of my guys. No, oh, that's right. He knows how to invest. He does. And, you know, anybody who remembers that little story about the potato famine knows that it's wise to invest in potatoes. Gotta do it. You want to do keep, it. You want to keep that crop going. Absolutely. All right. So uh, Mayorkas, he seems to be the man of the week, right? Uh, uh, he was has been pressed and pressed and pressed uh, by uh, Congress this week on a variety of dish, different issues. And both have been shocking. The border we will talk about later, still dominating the news, is the announcement of the DHS Department of Homeland Security Disinformation Governance Board. And before we even give you the latest details on that, I want you to be thinking about the, that the Department of Homeland Security announced a disinformation governance board because disinformation is a threat to the security and the lives of this nation. You think about that as we, because we're going to talk about that in a moment. Think about that as I tell you 
that uh, he was questioned today by or yesterday by Representative Greg Stubbe, I think is how to pronounce it, out of Florida. And he pressed Mayorkas on um, the the announcement that Mayorkas has said previously, not to, not just about the governance board, but about the fact that he has claimed that domestic terrorism in the form of white supremacy is the number one threat to the homeland. This guy just announced a disinformation governance board, yet when asked, he could not give an instance, one instance of when a a white supremacist terrorist group or individual, one case that had to be referred to to the Department of Justice. Think about that. This is the guy that's supposed to be heading up the disinformation governance board, and he is pushing out the greatest level of disinformation that there is, which is the greatest threat that we face is white people. Well, of course, and especially if he can come up with no examples, it means it's not true. Right. He says, Congressman, I will provide you. Well, uh, backing up a little bit, he pressed Mayorkas, Stubby pressed Mayorkas, Mayorkas for, det- for data on any referrals, and Mayorkas didn't offer the data, and here is what he said in response. Congressman, I will provide you that information subsequent to this hearing. I do not have that statistic. I will provide the data to you. Well, if you, how can you, and, and Stubby goes on to say, you can't even think of anything off the top of your head. You can't come up with one case that you remember. He's there declaring in front of Congress and in front of the United States of America and the world, mind you, because the world is watching this. And when our elected officials, the Department of Homeland Security is declaring white supremacy is the greatest threat at the same time, by the way, that they're trying to tell us that Putin is the greatest threat. Right. This is the guy who's heading the disinformation governance board, as Tulsi Gabbard said. And, and I'm, I'm liking Boss Hog Gabbard more and more each day. I'm going to have to come up with a new nickname for her. I, I, you know what? By the way, Tulsi, I'm not going to call you Boss Hog anymore. I'm glad. I don't think she's trotting out the Boss Hog white suit anymore like she did when she was trying to run for president. I'm not going to bag on her anymore because the more I learn about her, the more I'm liking her. I thought in the initial phases that she was just trying to carve out some kind of niche for herself by being the, you know, the anti, the, the Democrat that, you know, is willing to be truthful about her Democrat. I actually am beginning to think that she what she is is a JFK Democrat. And compared to the other Democrats, that makes her seem like she's like a crazy right wing extremist. Right. Well, here's what she had to say about the disinformation governance board, the Ministry of Truth. She said that if there is a silver lining in the creation of the Ministry of Truth, it is they're revealing exactly who they are. She says, this is the kind of thing you see in dictatorship, this Ministry of Truth, this Department of Propaganda that the Biden administration has just stood up. She shared she shared two reasons why you see this in dictatorship. She says, number one, <clears throat> well, first of all, she said they're afraid of us. They're afraid of the people, which is absolutely true. And that's a huge statement in and of itself. Because our government was founded on the principle that it's of the people, by the people, and for the people. And when they're actively taking steps to deny the people their most basic fundamental right, their First Amendment rights, I don't know that it's so much that they're afraid of us. It's that they're afraid that if we know the truth, the power that will give us, that the American people still believe in the concept and the culture that is it's of the people, by the people, and for the people. So what they're afraid of is that the American people are going to realize the extent that they're being lied to and then actually do something to take their power back. That's well, what they're afraid well, of. Well, like you and I always say, Andrea, if they ran on their actual principles and let free information flow, they would never win. Right. She says... Uh, 
there's two things she believes that this Ministry of Truth will do. Number one, it'll use taxpayer dollars to work through the mainstream media and flood the airwaves with whatever propaganda narrative is that they're pushing at any given time and try to drive it, uh, drive out anyone with alternative views. Well, that's quite frankly what they've been, what they did and how they got Joe Biden into office. That was through big tech through the mainstream legacy media and through the, the the Democrat Party. So that's already been in play. She says, number two, they will silence dissenting voices through intimidation. They've already done that as well. They just what they that's what the play has been. Now what it what they're attempting to do by centralizing this as a part of the Department of Homeland Security, the play is about transitioning into persecution of those and prosecution of those by identifying now and now the next phase number three uh, Tulsi Gabbard is about criminalizing anybody with an opposing view and I said from a jump that's what this January 6th thing was all about from the beginning it was a cover-up on the election fraud that took place that they knew took place and it was about trying to flip the script and then treating anybody who questioned the outcome of the election as an insurrectionist and a domestic terrorist. This is the same play. And, and in fact, those people are going to come under this disinformation governance board and the DHS working with the FBI and the DOJ and prosecuting people, um, you know, in the same way that the parents that speak up at school boards and on and on and on. But, but have no fear, though, because in case you're really worried about what they're going to do, Jen Psaki has said, here's how she describes uh, the person that they've put in as our clip three. She's an expert on online disinformation. She was formerly in the Wilson Center's disinformation. She was formerly a disinformation fellow at the Wilson Center. She's testified before Congress as well as the United Kingdom and European Parliament, advised a Ukrainian foreign minister, particularly relevant in this moment, under the auspices of a Fulbright Public Policy Fellowship and overseeing Russia and Belarus programs at the National Democratic Institute. Any hiring decisions are up to the Department of Homeland Security, but this is a person with extensive qualifications. <laughs> Go back through this woman's Twitter feed and you'll see, yeah, she is an expert in disinformation and disinformation campaigns, including Ukraine. But don't take my word for it and her expertise or Jen Psaki's. We want to show you via audio form her CV, her curriculum vitae. Clip four. Wondering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo, and we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Oh, information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So this information's origin seems likely less atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> lady trusting in that on an uh, uh, on an uh, clearly she's like some theatrical major right lady i suggest you try that on a movie alec baldwin's directing <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say there okay yeah i mean you can google her a lot of conservatives are seriously a lot of conservatives are, have found lots of clip of her online. She's clearly a musical theater major, right? This is clearly a, a continued convergence of some Hollywood actress getting involved with politics or whatever. But uh, I mean, this is who is supposedly an, 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 an expert in disinformation. 
But how do you become an expert in disinformation? By spewing disinformation? The bottom line is this. And I actually tweeted this out today. I said to conservatives, um, it's funny. We're having a laugh at these clips. But it's uh, scary. It, it is scary because if we're playing these clips of this woman trying to shame the Biden administration, these people have no shame. These We have Democrats still putting Joe Biden at the microphone and still acting as though after y'all heard that clip, from clip, 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 the guy can't even get a sentence out. Kleptocracies, you know that dude has been Vince Foster, whoever typed that into the teleprompter for him, right? Um, no, they can't be shamed. They've got they've got the dude who went around, you know, creepy, gropey grandpa, bad finger, Joe Biden. They, they're happy to have him in the White House. Right. Knowing he's not he's not actually pulling the trigger, pulling the strings on anything. They're happy to have we saw ca- new standards. We set new standards. We slashed methane and brought over 100 nations together when I was at the at 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 at, 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 yeah. at <laughs> yeah, they're they're not ashamed of that. They're not embarrassed by that. They continue to put him at the microphone. I'd be like, he's never allowed to speak again. I'd be like, we got to get get out that lady that had lamb chop. Who's the lady that had the lamb chop puppet? How can we get how she needs to we need we need a ventriloquist that he needs to just move his mouth and have somebody come and stand and, and pipe in somebody else talking. Right. You know that that Middle Eastern parody that happened on Joe Biden. Scary accurate. Right. Exactly. So they're not ashamed. They're not shamed by that. They're not ashamed of the fact that this is who they chose. Some some failed Musical theater chick who couldn't make a career at a musical theater. So she decided to get in communications in the White House and has been pushing out nonsense like the Hunter Biden laptop was was Russian disinformation. It would be funny, except that this is incredibly frightening. And I don't think there's enough Republicans today doing anything to stop it. I mean, we're all playing this clip and laughing. Well, you and I don't have any power. All we can do is laugh because you and I can't do anything about stop. We can't do anything to stop this. You have the same few speaking up. And unfortunately, Andrea, that same few is not enough. Right. Well, you know who's going to be with us next. We're going to take a little break. We come back. We're going to bring in Larry Clayman. And we're going to we're going to ask him what we can do actually to try to stop this. Is there some way we can file some lawsuit? I mean, uh, I, I, I it could be dismantled, I guess, by Congress. But can, can we afford to wait until the Republican Party takes over? Can we afford to wait till 2024? And would they do anything? Right. Will we all be thrown in jail by then? These questions will be answered, I hope, by Larry Clayman when we come back. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Before the break, we were talking about this uh, and the announcement of who the disinformation czar is going to be for the Department of Homeland Security's Disinformation Governance Board. And it's some failed musical theater hack who likes to sing uh, about uh, disinformation and, you know, hucksters when uh, this is the great huckster, the great... Um, um, I, I, Hux isn't the right isn't the right word. This is the great, almost KGB takeover of the United States because this is quite the KGB move. And then I'm and, and and then during the break I'm looking up and I'm seeing that the local sheriff's office office here in San Diego is doing a guns for gift cards drive this weekend, doing everything they can to try to dis- disarm us. So you think about the combination of those two. Those two forces coming together at this at the same time that they're setting up the Department of Homeland Security, a, a, a way for our government to control speech 
at the same time they're doing that, they're trying to disarm you. That's a little bit frightening for me. And I guarantee you that's going to be frightening for my man who's coming up next, Larry Clayman, founder of initial founder of Judicial Watch and then uh, Freedom Watch, author of the book and many books, actually. It takes a counter revolution. Uh, Larry Clayman joins me now. Hello, my dear friend. Yes, soul sister. Yes, she is a frightening human being. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First of all, she's a front to us musical theater lovers because now I may never, I never be able to be able to watch Mary Poppins again or really any kind of musical theater. So first of all, she's ruined that for me. But then, how, what? What an insult to the American people, Larry, claiming that that's who they picked. And she's also the person that said that Hunter Biden's laptop was the result of Russian disinformation. So she's got a conflict of interest, but she's going to have a real problem. She's going to have a number of lawsuits undoubtedly filed against her. Uh, she looks a little like she's in drag, actually, this picture I'm looking at in uh, <laughs> in uh, New York Post. But uh, we'll leave that out of it for the time being. Yeah, she's no Adina Mazel. I'll just leave it at that. Go on. <laughs> well, this is part and parcel to the whole surveillance state. This is the state that... Uh, Snowden revealed, Edward Snowden, many Mm. years ago, I obtained Mm. two preliminary injunctions against Obama's NSA and and national security agencies like the FBI and CIA. They continue to violate that. We know during the Trump administration that his private conversations in the White House, even with foreign leaders, were leaked. That was the surveillance state. Uh, This is a continuation of everything. And and not only that, she's got a double role. She's almost going to be like Herman Goebbels of the, the Third Reich. Mm-hmm. She'll be in charge of smearing people in propaganda, the minister of propaganda. So this is part and parcel. It's desperation because the Democrats know they're going down. The sad part is, as we talk about, Andrea, is that the Republicans aren't going to be going up. So we, the people, have to do it for ourselves. They're not going to be able to arrest what's going on at least for two years, even after the elections this fall, because Biden and company will still be in power. And these kinds of people are still going to be watching you and smearing you, meaning everyone, everyone that opposes them. Yeah. And and all the Republican Party is doing is smearing each other in in their quest for power, uh, smearing each other, smearing, uh, you know, Trump voters, you know, this whole Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise, you know, Badmouth and Matt Gates and others. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, we've got Marjorie Taylor Greene. They're trying to deny her her, even her ability uh, that the left is in Georgia trying to use the courts in some obscure, you know, Civil War time. Uh, law to try to stop her from even being able to run uh, for re-election because she questioned the outcome of the election. She actually said the word 1776. I mean, in that trial, I don't know if you've watched that, they actually played a clip from the movie Independence Day as though, you know, she likes that movie. Therefore, she must, you know, be an insurrectionist. And, and it's and it's insane. It's literally insane how how. F- the, how much progress the left has made in this country in the past two years, Larry Clayman, in order to seize control of all of our lives, um, to um, seize control of our businesses, our bodies, um, our, our children, um, a, 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 the open border, um, which is a way to seize control of the voting base and turn it into a permanent Democrat bloc. Uh, you know, and it's and now the, the way that they could usher in ultimate control of the United States. 
States of America is through the Ministry of Truth and the Ministry of Propaganda. And I'm glad you brought up Goebbels because when I first heard this announced, I read, I pulled an excerpt from the Holocaust Museum that talked about uh, one of the first things that Hitler did in, in terms of paving the way for six million Jews to be slaughtered was Goebbels and his ministry of propaganda. And you and I are the only two that I've heard that are actually referencing that. But it's absolutely dead accurate, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah, it is. And, and once the left had taste of power, total power, which they've had now for a year and a half, they're not going to give it up easily. And this is just one example. You can expect other things to occur. And, of course, the biggest violator of this is my once proud alma mater, the Department of Justice and the FBI, which is being used as a Gestapo. So it kind of fits in that mold as well. Mm-hmm. And and they continue to march on in goose step, I might add, mm-hmm. to terrorize the American people. Federal judges that I write about in my book, It Takes a Counter-Revolution, Wake Up America, are rubber stamping what they're doing, both Democrat and Republican appointed their establishment. They want to be part of the crowd. They want to be part of the Washington club, you know, Georgetown boudoirs and parties and everything else. And they consider themselves superior to the rest of the people. And it really doesn't matter whether it's the Democrats or the Republicans. It's the flip side of the same coin, although the Republicans, you know, are money raising racketeering enterprise and the the Democrats are, you know, socialist communists and primarily atheists. So, you know, they're, they're a good bunch, but they both raise money. They both are fat and happy, and they both will do whatever they can to retain power at the expense of the American people. We're talking to Larry Clayman, founder of Freedom Watch, author of the book, It Takes a Counter-Revolution. I want to play a clip uh, from Governor DeSantis out of Florida and think it, and get your, get your perspective on it. Clip five, Skins. Uh, but clearly, uh, our entire principles that the country was founded on Uh, You cannot have a ministry of truth in this country. And so let's get real here. Let's let's make sure that we're doing things to benefit uh, Floridians and Americans. uh, But we're not going to let Biden get away with this one. So we'll be fighting back. Well, he doesn't announce Larry Klayman what he's going to do to fight back. But at least he's a Republican that went to the microphone and addressed it. Well, I agree. And I think so far he's done an excellent job. He hasn't gotten everything done. He could have been stronger with regard to social media. I looked at his legislation with Laura Loomer and there were some loopholes in it, but I think he's an excellent job. And what was interesting, because I turned it on by accident, I rarely watch Fox News, but Laura Ingram basically did a tribute to him yesterday. It's clear that she's thrown his support behind him. And there's going to be a war between DeSantis and Trump coming up. Already, you know, Roger Stone, seven-time convicted felon, seven felony counts, is already starting to do numbers on DeSantis. But I hope that he leads the Republican Party, uh, Andrea. And, you know, as you know, I'm starting a new party, the New American Independence Party, and I hope that he will join us. And even if he doesn't, this is the kind of person, at least for now, could, could lead a new government rather than a new nation. And we need to elect cabinet secretaries. I mean, look at, we're talking about Nina Jankowitz, but who's the, the HHS secretary? This guy, Mayorkas. I mean, talk about somebody that looks like he came out of the Independence Day, like he landed from some foreign planet. I mean, these are the people that are running the country, and they're not elected. They, they don't represent us. They're unelected, and they're put in power to do the bidding 
of the radical left. But DeSantis, I believe, has done a really good job so far. Well, I think he's done a great job. And I think that one of the things that he does is as soon as he sees something pop up, he, he does. He, he, this is the first time he's kind of telegraphed. Usually he doesn't telegraph like Trump bluster or I'm going to, you know, this is wrong and I'm going to do da, 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 da. And then you're waiting for weeks for him to for him to do something. Uh, DeSantis usually doesn't telegraph. He usually just jumps out. He sees an issue and he jumps out he instantly it. to try and he does it to try to tackle it. It will be interesting to see what he's planning to do and uh, at a state level uh, to fight the DHS here on this, because clearly I tell you what he's looking at. Um, I suspect he's looking at is understanding. He, he's the kind of person who understands immediately what the second, third and fourth level implications are. The Republican Party is always playing defense and they're always tackling whatever, you know, whatever, you know, rabbit or whatever the Democrats throw in front of them. I think he's probably looking at what can he do from his, from his state's, you know, court system to protect his citizens Against, and he's very fortunate that yeah. he has a Republican legislature, you know, yeah, that I'm helps from him. Florida, and he's able to, you know, shepherd them in a very effective way. But he's going to have some rough sledding, not just from the left, which is going to try to destroy him, but also from people in and around Donald Trump, because they think that he will probably run against Trump in the Republican primary if Trump is able to run. And I think he Trump may not be able to because the Democrats will probably unfairly and dishonestly have him indicted, and he'll be tied down. Yeah. But this is, there's going to be a war uh, among the Republicans, and that's why I think he should leave and, and run as an independent. And, he you know, he and move meaning on Trump? And help us form a new government. He yeah. meaning Trump? Trump. Yeah. Trump. Yeah. Well, um, it will, it's, these are very treacherous, serious times, and very, very concerning. Never in my lifetime. As a kid, I read the Communist Manifesto and it chilled me to my bone. I have a copy of it on my nightstand, the one that I read as a kid. And it has been a, a fear of mine that the, this communist Marxist movement in the United States of America. Yeah, it, 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 the movement that's going on in the United States of America and to see this KGB uh, Hitler I mean, literally the same practices. The left loves to say the left was, was literally saying that a free speech gets restored to Twitter. That's what led to the Holocaust. No, this is what led to the Holocaust. Larry Clayman, wrap us up. Well, it did. And this is why Biden, who is now rubber stamping everything, he doesn't even know what he's rubber stamping. I mean, he doesn't he even know where he is. He doesn't even yeah, know where he know, is. He doesn't know where he is. Stamp. OK, approved. That's why we need to legally and peacefully take him out, Andrea, and between May and 10th and 12th, go to freedomwatchusa.org. We are trying Biden for bribery from communist China, from Russia, and from Ukraine before Zelensky became president and treason with regard to Afghanistan. And we're holding Fauci accountable, too, because we need to get rid of this person. He will destroy this country in the next two and a half years. We're already about 90 percent gone. We can't afford, you know, this kind of thing. And you can see it. They're they're desperate. They're going to use ministries of of misinformation and everything else to keep us down. And we cannot allow that. No, we cannot. And um, I know I keep saying this, but Larry and I are going to get together. We're going to put put a kind of schedule in place where we can actually share more details about what Larry's talking about. On, and and the, the, not just the ideas of how we can take our country back, but actually kind of put a plan in place for you guys so you can understand it. Because I know I get emails from people saying, well, how's it going to work? You know, give us the details on actually like a plan for this versus it being like a conceptual thing. So I promise you, Larry and I, he's a super busy guy. And I promise you that we Larry and I will work on on bringing that information to you. In the meantime, thank you for being here, my dear. 
You're welcome, soul sisters. Have a nice weekend. You too, hon. All right. Now, y'all don't go anywhere because there was another big announcement that involved Mayorkas. The Biden administration is, is planning on spending buku more bucks going on at the border. And wait till y'all hear who's actually going to be paying the price for it. This is the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. The disinformation act that's coming out of the uh, governmental, um, was it police force or something of the sort, task force? My theory is that the this administration is going to try again to try to, with organized crime, steal the 2022, the 2024, and this will just give them ammunition mm-hmm. to go after people like uh, the gentleman who made the 20, uh, 2,000 meals, Mr. Souza, anybody similar, mm-hmm. um, Michael and Dale, you know, seriously go after them. They'll have uh, the, uh, I don't know, the policies made to actually put people in jail. Mm-hmm. Wow, uh, I think that caller nailed it, that this is going to give them the power and the means, not just the power, but the means under the guise of disinformation as a threat to America, the the means to basically treat us all like they're doing the January 6th defendants, which is all ultimately about controlling the outcome of the election, right? And, and that's what the play is. It's ultimate. They couldn't get their HR1 passed, right? Remember back when they got, got control of Congress, they wanted to pass their HR1 bill, which would centralize all of the elections federally. And in and, and, and doing so, then that would have given them forever Democrat control. Of this the is the next States. best thing. This is the next best thing for them. And he also mentioned the, uh, the movie 2000 Mules. And I want to tell you guys, here's an opportunity for you guys to see it. And if you if you haven't heard of it, if you haven't been listening to the show, 2000 Mules is the explosive new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. And it's also executive produced by Salem Media Group. And it tells the story of the ones who tried to hijack the presidential election, and it exposes, and let me tell you, it is jaw-dropping evidence about what really happened in November of 2020, and the truth has finally been exposed. And thousands across the country are attending the nationwide theatrical release, and in case you missed that, or if you saw it and you want to see 2,000 Mules again, watch the special virtual event. This is really cool. Watch the virtual event from the comfort of your home on May 7. See the movie. The Donald Trump, President Trump is talking about this, and he calls it a real blockbuster. And on top of seeing it, you get to participate in a live audience Q&A with Dinesh D'Souza, Eric Metaxas, Larry Elder, and all the others. And you can watch on any device that has a web browser, so you don't need a special device. Showtime begins at 8 p.m. Eastern time on May 7th, so that's just next week, right? So visit 2000mules.com to get your tickets for this one-of-a-kind virtual event. And this is the movie that everybody needs to see, right? So that's the number, 2000mules.com. Knowledge is power, right? Because he's right. This is about all trying to, ultimately about controlling the outcome of the election. And they don't want you to see this information. This is, this, I think they knew that this movie was coming out. And that's partly why they they came up with this. This movie, the, you know, free and clear of Twitter, so to speak, as of now, and they know that their butt is to the fire and they have no room to wiggle. Right. Jan- January 6th committee and all that was about trying to cover up uh, through the in order to cover up the 
crimes that were committed and the fraud that they knew that occurred at, at the election, they got to flip the script and make it and now say, oh, it was the most secure election in history. And anybody who questions it is an insurrectionist. And all that means everybody needs to see this movie. Okay, so um, back to the border. So Mayorkas has been uh, getting grilled, as we talked about earlier, not just on this, the disinformation governance group, but also on the border. And when he, he actually said that he had no idea we, that he did not know, had no idea if actual terror suspects had been caught illegally crossing the border. And even though this is like, we already know through the, even the legacy media is admitting that at least 22 terrorists from the terror watch list had come across the border, had been, and had been apprehended. So this guy's doing his Colonel Clink impersonation, I know nothing, yet at the same time announcing this disinformation governance group, right? But it gets even worse than there because they have announced... The Biden administration has announced that they are going to be pulling resources, directing and diverting resources from the Department of Veterans Affairs to deal with the Biden's border debacle. That's who's going to be I mean, paying that for should it. be illegal flat out. Yeah. Not only are they going to be dedicating big bucks to to the border, not to stop the flow of, of illegals coming in here. No, they're they're going to be di- diverting additional money down to the border to help illegals. And who's paying for it? U.S. veterans. They're not just going to be diverting money, but they're actually going to be dedicating doctors and nurses and pulling them away from the VA and sending that medical care to illegals at the border. And yes, Donald Trump, do we all remember back during Obama, the VA scandal that was going on, all these veterans that were waiting for years, dying because they didn't get cancer treatment, didn't get other kinds of treatment? How many died from suicide because there was nobody to answer the suicide hotline? I don't even know if that's been completely fixed, but now they're going to take, we're going to go back to that though. Let's say that's all been fixed. They're now going to go back to that. You know how respected as a president Trump was by the U.S. military I mean, we just continue to look like the laughing stock of the world with the way that we do things and treat our veterans that serve this country. Well, it's well, well, the world is loving it right now. Right. The world is loving what we're doing. But the but the disrespect, this is this is enemy level stuff. When you are taking money away from U.S. veterans and U.S. military and you're giving it to illegals who came into this country. You are spitting on the grave of every American who died in the service to their country, you were spitting in the face of every American right now who fought for this country and lost arms, legs, lost anyone their eyesight. Anyone that won the uniform, but the people that some, they all pay a price, some pay the ultimate price. And there's many, thousands and thousands that came back just from the Afghanistan and Iraq war, permanently disabled, in wheelchairs, lost all of their limbs, can't see. They don't have they don't have near they already even before any any resources are diverted from the from the VA they're already struggling to be taken care of that's a huge part of our homeless population right we have to have nonprofit organizations to build them homes and build them and and make sure that they have handicap uh, you know uh, uh, um the homes are outfitted for whatever uh, you know disabilities that they have uh, uh, and to think and uh, the the PTSD that our veterans suffer we we actually just had right now, and these are active duty. They're not they're not veterans, um, although the Veterans Affairs actually helps active duty as well. But we just had a suicide cluster on a Navy ship, and they're going to be diverting funds to illegals. 
Not to mention this this announcement just came after we lost a National Guardsman who died trying to save some illegals who were drug smugglers. We've got terrorists coming across the border that are now going to be getting medical care taken away from our U.S. veterans. Our U.S. military, drug smugglers coming across the border, and they're going to get medical care of doctors and nurses that has been taken away directly from our U.S. military. How is this okay in the United States of America? Like I said, it should be illegal. Well, what it is, they're aiding and abetting illegals at the expense of the U.S. military. To me, that makes them enemies of the state. That makes them traitors to me. That's how I view it. I'm the daughter of two Marines. I've got family that still has to, it still has to be dependent on VA healthcare. How is this going to affect people that I love and people in my own family? And to go and and to think that it would be bad enough if the resources were diverted to have resources taken away from the VA when they're not getting enough as it is, but to, to give it to people that are breaking and entering into this country, even 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 at best case, if they weren't breaking and, and entering as drug lords and human traffickers and all of that, you just coming into this country illegally is a crime. Wow, this move by the Biden administration, shameful. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. There's actually a really interesting story and a a legislative move across the country that has to do with dealing with another type of criminal. And I think it's really interesting. And we're going to share that with you. And this actually kind of it's actually a a feel good story in a way for me. And it's one of my nominees for Hero of the Week. So come on back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer San Diego. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. I heard an interesting uh, report that I thought was was really fascinating. And it has to do with um, lawbreakers. Before the break, we were talking about the border and the criminals breaking and entering into this country and going to be rewarded with taxpayer mo- money that, and medical services paid for by a U.S. military. Um, this is another kind of crime that I wanted to talk about. Drunk driving. I heard an interesting report. There's this grandmother. Her name is Cecilia Williams. And um, she's been going around to legislatures to raise awareness of the fact that after her son and uh, daughter-in-law and two grandchildren were killed by a drunk driver, she was left to not only try to go forward in life after that kind of devastation, but now she's got to raise her grandchild. Uh, one, the, one, the No, two remaining grandchildren and so she went to the legislature in Tennessee and they actually passed a bill uh, that that will force drunk drivers who are convicted of vehicular manslaughter to pay child support and I thought this is absolutely brilliant now maybe it's not going to be the deterrent that she thinks that it will she feels as though there a lot of the drunk drivers out there are doing this they're repeat offenders and that maybe if they're forced to pay some kind of child support it will be you know a constant reminder of what happened and and you know stop you know them from getting behind the wheel drunk again I don't think it I don't think it would do that I think anybody that would get behind the wheel drunk and kill somebody would would you know will continue to do it regardless of whether or not they have they have to pay a check but I write a check for something but I think that it's I think it's still brilliant i think it's absolutely perfect 
um, because it does it because when they do this, when they when they are so selfish and self centered that they would get behind the wheel of a car, car and take the life of somebody. The devastation that's left behind is a life sentence on the family members left behind. And that includes a life sentence of financial destruction. And in Tennessee, the way they're going to de- to determine the child maintenance determining factors are the financial needs and resources of the child, the financial needs and resources of, of the surviving guardian, and the standard of living which the child is accustomed to. Right now, if you, if you kill somebody and you leave a child with no parent, I mean, they pay whatever fines are from the state and, you know, and pay whatever price they have to pay in terms of maybe going to jail or whatever, but there's no compensation to the family that's been destroyed. So I yeah, think, and this is so easily preventable, Andrea. Right, it is. And so um, I think that this is a brilliant idea. I was wondering, actually, if anybody out there has any history. Or, are there anyone out there who's actually been? I don't personally know anybody that's been devastated by drunk driving. I, don't, I haven't personally lost anybody to it. Um, but I know that this is, uh, you know, obviously a major problem. In fact, it's a major problem with illegals. 888-344-1170, if you and your family have um, been victimized by drunk driving. We know that there was a young, a, a boy that was left brain damaged in a hospital who was, he and his family were hit head on by an illegal in this country who had had multiple DUIs. So that's, in fact, one of the biggest problems we have with illegals in terms of crime is drunk driving. And here in the state of California, we had judges actually reduce uh, their convictions to help them avoid deportation from this. So drunk driving isn't something we hear in the news about all the time anymore, but it's as much of a problem as it ever was, right? I mean, um, it's a major problem. When I was in college, 888-344-1170, if, you have a, if your family has been victimized by this, the closest I know of is my the girl in, in next to me in the dorm, in her get dorm, she and her roommate got drunk and um, hit a girl, head on in her car who was 15 years old on her way to buy a loaf of bread for dinner. And this girl had, and I wasn't friends with her. She was just, you know, in the, in the dorm room next to me. Her daddy was some big bank Hank out of Houston, flew in as some big fat legal team, and she paid the fines and, you know, went on about her life and never really suffered any. She ended up leaving LSU. She didn't stay at LSU because I'm sure – uh, part of their plan was to have her not have to face any public shame for the fact that she had killed a young girl uh, drunk driving. Um, but, you know, that, that story has stayed with me all these years because it just, I just my heart just continues all these years later to ache for that family that just lost their daughter for no reason. I mean, and, and of course, this isn't a, a case where a young child is left without a parent, nobody to support them. But I think that, uh, that this is, we, we still need to have this. You know, um, when it makes people think twice, even though they, they should already know better, it makes people think twice. Well, I, you know, I'm not sure if it will, to be honest with you. I hope you. it does. I, I hope it does. But it, what I, what I hope more than anything is that if you kill, if you kill some child's parent and you leave a child without any financial support, that you have to pay for it for the rest of your life. I think it should include college. I think it should include whether or not you, these, these kids want to go to graduate school. I think there needs to be a far, far greater penalty. Um, that involves a, a compensation or recompense to the family that's been destroyed. We don't have that. And, and I don't know from a legal perspective uh, how far you can go with this because when you commit a crime, you're actually not criminally in the courts. You're not prosecuted by the family. You're prosecuted by the state. 
Um, so we don't typically have the criminal courts compensate the victims. It's a good start. But I do think this is a good start in this case. And speaking of starting, we're going to start the next hour after we come back. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.